Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 15 of the TOD Project, brought to you by Triumph Company with your hosts, Marcel Scott and Jared Klein. Today, on the TOD Project special guest, Ali Lynn, along with Marcellus and Jared, go into the amazements of manifestation and visualization, the fascination of travel, and the potential disconnect between science and religion, as well as Ali letting the people know some teasers about her upcoming releases. Get connected with Triumph Company on Instagram at Triumph Company US, as well as visiting their website, triumphcompany.us, while using the code TOD10, that is TOD10, TOD10, for 10% off your order at checkout. We would love and appreciate it if you would subscribe to the TOD Project on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, along with following the podcast on Spotify. Also, Episode 20 of the TOD Project will be streamed live on our YouTube channel. The link to our YouTube will be in the description of Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So make sure to subscribe and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss a stream. Finally, follow our special guest, Allie, on Instagram, at Allie Lynn. That is at A-L-L-Y-Y dot L-Y-N-N. With that, sit back, relax, and open your minds for today's episode. Welcome. Welcome back to episode 15 of the TOD Project. Obviously, if you're on YouTube, you can see that we have another special guest here. But if you're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you do not know that. But today we have a another special guest, honestly, to add to our plethora of interesting special guests that I never thought we would have on our podcast. Um, but today we have Allie Lynn. Um, obviously, we'll get into, into her in a little bit. Let her tell her story. Let her tell what she's all about. Um, but just want to say a little PSA. If you guys want to support us, go down in the links below, check out triumphcompany.us, cop some merch, cop some merch. That's the, that's the instant, instant kind of feedback that we get that you guys are about us. Um, yes. You see Marcel is stunting that shit um, already. So yeah, um, let's get into it. How you guys doing today? Allie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Marcellus, my man, how you doing? Man, I am doing good. We got Allie Lynn. We about to get it in. I am so happy for this podcast. It's 15, <laughs> man. 15 like Tim Tebow. Oh, my gosh. You already know I'm excited. I, I could do this every day. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let's get it. I'm excited, too. I'm very excited. Also, I want to reiterate quick. You guys heard this in the intro for the people listening. Episode 20 will be live. It will be live streamed on YouTube. So make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube. Again, I will keep plugging this, this whole podcast and the whole, the next, the next four podcasts before it, just so you guys know. But yeah, anyways, Allie, let's get into you. You're the guest. Obviously you're on here. So tell the audience, tell us a little bit about you. I know you said pre-recording that you don't really like do this, but throwing you into the (laughs) deep end. Um, So yeah, let it, let us know a little bit about Allie Lynn. All right. Yeah, I feel like talking about yourself is so awkward all the time, but <laughs> I grew up in Atlanta. Um, I am a singer. I sing R&B, and um, I've been working, like, really hard for the past couple years at my career, and um, I signed with management a year ago, and I'm just kind of living life. I'm also in college um, in Nashville, Tennessee, so I'm back and forth from Nashville to Atlanta. So I have a lot of people, you know, in Nashville and Atlanta and like, I just like having all kinds of different people in my life anyway. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm an artist and I'm excited for the podcast. So what are you majoring in if you're going in college? Um, I'm majoring in music business and political science. Oh, awesome. Perfect application to that. That's awesome. Why political science. But yeah, I, I, was, like, I was thinking there. Ain't gonna lie. <laughs> well, before, Question mark. <laughs> for music business, I was a political science and French minor. But I was like, well, I'm trying to make a music career, so I might as well do music business. I'm at a music school. Why am I not doing music business? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Where you go? Uh, I go to Belmont University. Belmont University. That's right, that man. That's not far from where I'm at. Well, kind of. But anyways. Yeah. How are you liking college? Um, for me, it's kind of frustrating because I feel like I have like two lives. I have like a college life and then I have like my music life. So it's kind of frustrating um, 
being in college while things are moving in like my music career mm-hmm. I just want to like finish college so badly so I have more time and you know the availability to like take more opportunities <laughs> so my manager will yeah. let me I'm like I'm like I'm like Dede please let me, like I'm like what if I just drop out of school like just for a little bit and then I go back he's super into school he graduated like top of his class so he's super into that but. I mean, if it's applicable and it'll make, it'll make you like conduct your own, your own music career, I mean, better, you know, I mean, who knows? you could probably learn it other ways, but I mean, if you're already in it, you might as well, well stick I to also, it. And- I also think as a woman, like in the music industry, um, I think it's really important to know the business side of it and be able to walk into a room and assert yourself because there mm. are a lot of, there are a lot of men in the industry, a lot of record labels are ran by men and everything. So as a woman being able to walk into a room and be like, no, you know I know what? exactly. I Thank you so much. Know exactly um, <laughs> what you're talking about and being able to, you know, talk business as well. I think it's really important for this industry. Sheesh. Okay, Allie, I got a question for you because you know, I did I did a little research. It wasn't nothing creepy, nothing crazy. I had to get a little bit of info before I got on the pod. Kids asked, okay. So I gotta ask you. So what was uh what was going through your mind when you finally performed on a State Farm Arena? Because I, I believe you said in one of your captions you wanted to perform there when you was like 12 or maybe even younger when Britney Spears mm-hmm. performed there. So what was it like when you was you were know, singing the national anthem? Was it national anthem? Yeah, national anthem, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was really, really cool. So I sang my first national anthem at 12. And I had gone to like my first concert. Um, like you were saying, the Britney Spears concert when I was like 10, I think. And I, I looked at my dad and I was like, I'm going to perform in this arena. It was at Phillips Arena. And then when I was 12, I ended up doing it. And it was like the most magical thing ever. And then I did it again this past year. And it was just like, it really took me back to that moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I remember like that little girl with the big dreams, you know, and it's just like took me back. It's really cool. Really mm-hmm. cool. I got a pun real quick. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> I did it again. Well, you were from 12 to now, you, you went to the British Spears concert, you did it at 12, then you did it now. Oh my God, girl. Okay, I see you though. So when is when is the new music dropping though? You got anything exclusive about the drop that you would let the audience know on the podcast? I really, I wish I could give y'all more information. I really wish because I had a TikTok that blew up like a few weeks ago for this one song, which kind of changed all of our plans because it, it was kind of like out of nowhere. I, we didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that song is going to be dropping as my first single instead of the single that we had picked out and it's called superhero. Oh. Um, yeah. We just started recording it um, a couple weeks ago, but I got COVID and my voice was like really down and it just wasn't, it wasn't good. And I couldn't really record that well. Mm-hmm. So it's not finished. So I have to go to Atlanta this next week and finish it up. And then hopefully it'll be out in the next month or two. Ooh. Yeah. Next month. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Stay tuned. Stay Spotify, tuned. Apple Podcast, or not Apple Podcast. Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, SoundCloud. Yeah. What is gonna be on YouTube? Yeah, on everything. It'll be all on all that. And we have so, the merch ready. I mean, we have like all of the marketing plans ready. We're really excited because I really like the message of the song too. The message is huge for me. It's basically just um, it's about how like. Well, the chorus is superheroes ain't real, but the meaning behind it is more the superhero that we grew up with, that perfect, you know, figure Mm -hmm. is not real. Superheroes come in a lot of different forms and they're not perfect ever. Heroes are regular people with faults. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the whole basis of the song. I mean, dang, I would like to be able to shoot webs and be able to climb walls and be strong as hell. But uh, I want to, I want you, I don't know if you're ready, though. You mind singing a little vocals of the chorus on the podcast for us? Oh, goodness. If you don't want to do it, we understand. Nah, you got to do it. Man, because we just had (laughs) 
Yo, shout out uh, to Denver. I want him to do a freestyle. He didn't do one, so we gotta have you do one. Okay. Um, I'm think should I start from the chorus? Um, I'll start from. Found out that your heel wasn't everything. Found you smoking up on the balcony. And I don't want to change him because I will be doing the same. And I don't want to blame him because we're working through our pain. I guess superheroes ain't real. Hey, yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit of it. Dang, okay. Oh, okay. That was amazing. It's a little different with the track. The track hits a little different. Like when the, you know what I mean? Like It's got to drop. Does it drop in there somewhere or what? Yeah, it drops yeah. on Superheroes Ain't Real. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. If we ever I think I got to a- find that. I got to find that TikTok and listen to that song a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a banger. It, it, it's going to be the, it's going to be a banger. Thank you. One thing, one thing I was thinking about, um, I feel like the thing, like when I, when I come across an artist that isn't popular, like on their songs that hit, like that hit really hard, they have a hook that is just the catchiest thing of all time. Like when I feel like the sad thing is, is like, obviously it takes a lot of work to, to blow up as a, as a, as a small artist, but like how much of you, how much of you, like how, how much does it take not to like, rinse and repeat something that's possibly working, you know, for like someone Mm -hmm. bigger with a similar style. You know, for me, like as an artist that, I mean, that is difficult because you definitely listen to like successful artists and you're like, damn, I really, really like their sound. I really (laughs) like cadences. I really like all this, you know, Mm -hmm. but for me, um, it's, it's harder when I'm trying to make a song that I think will be, popular you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I don't like to necessarily do that but sometimes as an artist you have to think that way to start your career right but the way that I stay away from that is just like really being genuine like in my writing and I've been singing for so long I have you know my natural melodies that I go to so I just naturally go to like those melodies and those cadences and like everything that you know I mm-hmm. love and then that's when like the originality comes out and that's how superheroes came out um, it was just kind of like a natural progression and just being me and not trying to copy anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how smaller artists blow up. Your originality and just being true to your sound and who you are is how you blow up mm-hmm. and how you build a career. You know what I mean? Instead of just being like a one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was going to be my second, my second question is how do you, how do you keep that longevity? But you answered it. Mm-hmm. You answered it. I feel Denver said, we had we had a we had a hip hop artist from from Manchester on, um, on last episode. I mean two episodes ago, and he kind of said, "Yeah, that's why I said that's why I said in the beginning like add to our guests of people I never thought we'd have on." <laughs> um, he said something along the lines of like, really like really making sure you're you're staying true to yourself and staying true to to what you trust and not trying to. I mean, I, maybe you can take a few things along the road that you see our hitting but staying to your sound you're like like you said your cadence your what you call what you're comfortable with and really trusting all that mm-hmm. so kind yeah, of a universal important. And it, it, there's a lot of um pressure with social media and you know tiktok and all of this stuff that's just like right in our face all the time like there's so much pressure to do what's trending mm-hmm. you know and just to and honestly before a couple months ago, I had made a couple songs that I didn't really like think was really me, you know? And mm-hmm. really like the minute I started doing me again was like the minute that everything started falling in place. And I think that's true to anyone in any profession. Like do you, like do what you love. Mm-hmm. Be you. And everything's gonna work out, work hard, you know? People mm-hmm. are so like pressured to be someone that they're not, something that's trending or something that's just like, in their face all the time. Like Money Bag Yo said, it's me versus me. Like, who can't compete? <laughs> hey. All right. So, Ali, where do you see yourself in three to five years? You see yourself packing out arenas, on stages, uh, maybe having your own fashion brand, something. I don't know. I'm just asking because honestly, I can see it. 
I can see it, but yeah. I, I want to know what you can see because the, the, the vision of the artist is really important on where you want to see yourself, you know, the next three to five to 10 years in your career. So yeah. what do you see yourself being? Well, in the next three to five years, I definitely want to be on tour. I definitely see myself somehow getting on tour. Okay. Because um, that's like my dream, performing. Oh my gosh. Performing, I just love it so much. The theatrics, the stage, the dancing, like all of that. All of that's, <laughs> that's awesome to me. Um, but definitely an album or two out that are successful. Maybe working with some artists that I look up to. Ooh, that was my next question. <laughs> so, yeah. So the dream artist you could work with, you're like, okay, if we was in the studio okay. and we was together, I might be starstruck, but let's do a song together. I think it'd be the best song ever. What artist on this planet you would really want to truly be on a song with? Like a dream collab. That's such a hard question. That's such a hard question. Um, A dream collab. Ooh, Jesse Reyes, hands down. Okay, I, I don't know who that is. So I got. I was just gonna say I, have to, I don't think I've ever heard of her. You have to go check her out. Jesse Reyes is. Ooh, she's amazing. Jesse Reyes, hold on, that name kind of sounds familiar. She's she's pretty big. I mean, she's doing really really well. Any any songs like? Jesse um, Reyes. I think of one that is maybe popular. Let me look. Another one would be Russ because Russ went to my high school. Hey, what you? Hey, hey, Russ is the man. Have you heard that song "Freed Up"? That's my jam right there. I actually don't think I've I've heard that one. Hey, I have is like like the "This Is Russ" on Spotify. I usually just play that on repeat all the time. Yeah. Russ, oh, he's so cool. And I went to one of his concerts in high school, like after he had just blew up, and our whole school was there, right? Because he went to the same high school. And oh, snap, is, for real? Yeah, he went to my high school. Dang, I thought Russ was from the West Coast. No, he's from Dang. suburbs of Atlanta. Oh, see, see, look, look you see how she did it? <laughs> suburbs of suburbs. Atlanta. He went down there in Zone yes. 6. He went down there. No, he went no, down no, there with no. them down suburbs. there. <laughs> Definitely suburbs. But, um, but, Honestly, our high school, though, was not a regular suburban high school. We were, like, a really, like, it was all kinds of, like, mixtures and cultures and, you know, music and all kinds of stuff at our high school. It wasn't, like, a regular suburban high school, I would say. But, um, yeah, I went to one of his, his concerts, and I was like, one day, I'm going to collab with him. One day. Oh, you just wait. <laughs> I'm manifesting it. <laughs> Put it on a vision board. It'll happen. I'm going to yeah. need your autograph for you come to Nashville just in case. I'm going to put it <laughs> up somewhere. Also, this podcast, we're going to put it out. Hey, you heard it first. Uh, we, we're going to put that out. We're going to be like, look, <laughs> she was on the TOD project before she blew up. We knew her before then. But, um, <laughs> You're amazing. I mean, you say, the stuff you say, you speak it like a magic show. Like, literally, you was like, I'm going to speak on that stage. Boom. You was on that stage more than once, so... I wouldn't be surprised if you and Russ was doing a song together. I really wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to work my butt off and make it happen because that would be really cool, especially coming from the same high school. Jerry, you know what we need to do, bro? We need to come out with a women's fashion line, and then we need to put Allie in, in the music video with Russ, and it'll be <laughs> our fashion line. And she in there rocking and singing and doing her thing. I ain't going to lie. I've been thinking about getting into women's fashion, too, because, really? man, yeah. I, I what made you want to do that? I started working at H&M and folding women's lingerie and clothes and stuff like today. <laughs> today I had to, I was at the crash register, so I had to scan some, some women's uh, underwear and lingerie and stuff. Oh. And uh, I was scanning and she was like, yeah, she's like, they put that tag in an awkward area, didn't they? I was like, yeah, they did. But uh, it's just, you know, uh, a woman, woman's fashion is just amazing. Like literally a woman with style is so attractive to me. Like a woman can dress, she got that walk. You know, that's amazing to me. And I honestly, I think that fashion is just something that can allow somebody to be able to express themselself in certain ways. Like, if you ever, you're, you've probably seen Coco Chanel stuff. Like, I was reading the, uh, the book, oh, yeah. uh, The Laws of Human Nature, I was talking about how Coco Chanel got started. Man, that woman was a beast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Her clothes she's really cool. She's, wait, she's on the show with 
Rod Deirdre? No, okay, you're thinking of Chanel West Coast. I'm talking oh, about Co I'm talking about Coco <laughs> Chanel, like the Chanel bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right on. Right on. That was hey, the fashion design with the, with the purse right funny. there. <laughs> oh no. No, that girl, she got a I, I, hey, look. Have you heard of that? Yeah, it's horrible. That's what I was gonna oh, say. Oh my it's horrible. God. That's why he keeps her up there, right? For her laugh. And, and Stilo just makes fun of her all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He makes her laugh every time she laughs. Like, my God. She really does. They cancel her off the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's that cancel culture? Just. Wait, isn't she a rapper or something? I think oh, she is. Yeah. Snap. Yeah. She I think is. she's a rapper. I heard, I heard one of her songs. Oh, no. Tell her, no. please stop if you ever meet it. Um, <laughs> She's probably popping though. Let's be honest. She's she's probably popping. She's got that. She's got that platform. She could release anything and it'd be popping. Let's be honest. Oh, for sure. You got a platform. You can do. You can do anything. Anything. Right. That's true. Shout out to Jake Paul. That man doing everything. Boxing, YouTube. Right. He doing music. All types of stuff. I, I want to get on that level. I want to drop an album. Just drop one out of nowhere. Just because I'm yeah. Marcel Scott. Just and like music, not even album. be your thing, and it just go crazy. Right. <laughs> That's how it works. Like people that have huge platforms. It's just crazy. Yeah. Shit, you'll cop that collab with Russ. I'm manifesting it. You, but you see what he's you hear what he said though, cop. So you're gonna have to pay a price, I guess. He just said cop. Oh. How much how much do you think how much do you think he, he charges for a feature? Well That's gotta be insane. Yeah, probably about hundred K. Okay. Jeez, if I was him, I'd charge that much for a feature. So one one guy, I was talking to this one guy for a feature. I'm not gonna say his name because eh, but he 100%. Was, he's pretty um he's pretty successful, right? Pretty, pretty successful. And he was asking for 20k. So it wasn't I don't know if it was because maybe my managers knew him well and like he was giving a discount price. But I don't know. I mean, it I, it also depends on your relationship. You know what I mean? That's true. Like, it all depends on the relationship that you have with them and the vibe that you have. Like, if they genuinely want to work with you, like, they're not even going to charge sometimes, mm -hmm. you know? So it just depends. I don't know. I'd pay it anyways, though, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, it's 50K for every day. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go work for six months and get back to you. Yeah, 50k gonna turn to 500k because you get a little song with Russ, it's gonna blow up. So they go out, it's gonna blow up. People really are just gonna listen to it because the name. Oh yeah. Just you're, you're gonna get all those listens, just a flood of listens. And who and it and I mean both melodic type of style. Ooh, I, that song would bang out. I feel like that song would that song would it would only blow up. I feel like it would have to blow up. His melodic style would go so well with with what you were, I mean, I've, I honestly, I, I'll be honest. I haven't listened to any of your music until you started singing here. So I feel like that would mesh really well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think me and Russ could vibe like really well for sure. For sure. But I also have other, cause my management works with a lot of other artists. So, you know, we're looking into, you know, other artists here and there for some mm -hmm. features and stuff, because honestly it is hard to like break into the music industry. Sometimes you got to have friends to help you get in there. Mm -hmm. Know, just to get your start but yeah what's your like i mean i would i would think you'd have like qualifications for an artist to feature with you or like you to be interested in an artist to feature with you what 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 type of what, what are those qualifications that you're looking for i mean obviously you got a gel but mm -hmm. well actually my management um we decide that together mm -hmm. you know like who, i don't get to just go out and like feature with anyone that i want mm -hmm. just because, you know, we're business partners at this point. They're a little more than management, too. They've helped me in a lot of different ways as well. Um, but we typically, if the qualifications for featuring for me at this point, before I've, like, put out a single or anything like that, is basically, like, one, do I want to work with them? Two, is it going to help my career in some way? Mm -hmm. um, we're not really interested in money. 
You know what I mean? Because we've had people reach out. Oh, I'll pay this. I'll pay that. I'll pay this. I'll pay that. Like, I'm sorry. We're not in it for the money. You know what I mean? Like, we're in it for the music. So, you know, we evaluate that. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much it, you know? But, I mean, it just has to fit, you know? I'm not just going to get a feature from someone just to get a feature from them. You know, like, it has to fit in my brand, <clears throat> my music, my style. So, it all... There's a lot of things that depend on that. There's got to be got to be v- a lot of value there. That's what I'm getting back from that. Yeah, lots of value for mm-hmm. sure. Because if you stay true to like your passion and the music, because my first love is music, right? Like I'm not really in it for the money. Yes, do I want to be <laughs> <laughs> successful? See, see, let's be honest. Let's be honest for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah, for the people in the back. Get the money, of course I do. Mm-hmm. Help my family, you know. I, of course, I want to do all that. But if you stay true to your love, your passion, what you're good at, the money will come. It'll come. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Marcel, I'm sorry if well, I cut you off. I knew you were. Well, I'm just gonna be real. My mentor said that money talks and bullshit walks. So I don't know what to say on that. But but then again, I truly, I truly, I truly uh, feel you on that because when it comes to our business, like clothes designing. And just being an entrepreneur, I love I love the process of creating something, of yeah. being a part of a team, of us collectively making some stuff. Like Jared just dropped the shirt. Well, we ain't dropped it officially yet, but he dropped the mock-up. And I don't, I don't know if you want me to spoil it or do a spoiler alert on the on the podcast or not. But anyway, he dropped, the shirt, he dropped the shirt that says shut up and work. And I was like, oh my God. Let's go. Let's go. And then we also got uh, other things. I want to come out with button-ups. So, okay, I feel like I'm just giving too much on the Yeah, podcast. just go, go. Go to the point. But yeah, uh, I want to I wanna do button-ups and stuff with the with the embroidery right here on the on the pocket right there. You know, oh my gosh. I, I just love it. I, I was even sketching in my in my journal. Now, I ain't going to show y'all because my handwriting ain't the best. My drawing ain't the best. <laughs> but, you know, in my mind, it was good, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all that counts. As long as you can interpret it and explain it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Well, Ali, are you into traveling or anything? Because you seem like you seem like maybe your music could be in the UK or France or somewhere overseas. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I have family in Spain. What? Yeah, um, on the southern coast of Spain. So I've been there a lot. I've been to. Ooh and all of that um france that's pretty much it i yeah. love traveling love hold on ellie didn't i see you on a private jet on instagram yes <laughs> she, look she, she want to act like she ain't bougie like she ain't about the money but she was on I'm a private jet how was that i promise i'm not bougie we about to hey we about to we're gonna get a private jet from triumph company but how how was it on the private jet though i know it had to feel some type of way you ain't gotta oh, be in yeah. line at tsa you ain't gotta with all the bull crap and the little snacks they give you the little brisket cookies in the water yeah. and those hor- those horrible <laughs> goddamn jet, you got the drinks and like good snacks and like the good drinks honestly yeah, it, it was it was fun it feels Feels special, I guess, being on a private <laughs> plane. <laughs> what's your like? What's your like dream vacation? Whether destination or what you'll be doing? I really want to go to Singapore. Ooh, really okay. it's beautiful. Like it's so beautiful, and they have that one hotel there that like the pool. Um, it's like an infinity pool, but it's at the top of the hotel, and the hotel is like super, super tall, like huge. Ooh. Really pretty. I would love to go there. Yeah, we go. I'm gonna need the the link to that so I can Google that. Uh, I might have to just take a picture of put on my wall so that way I can manifest it because I got a whole vision board right here of things that I want to go do and see. Oh yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, but it's just crazy. Like with the uh, the Maldives with um, with like you're in like a like an in water hut and like. The base of like under like the base of your hut, you can see like all the fish around you and stuff. Yeah, that looks that looks sick. That looks sick. All I gotta say is pyramids. Like who's seen a pyramid before? You know what I mean? Giza Giza would be one hell of a trip. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, you know what I was hearing about? I was, do you know who Joe Rogan is, Ellie? Yes. Okay. I listened to, he, you know, he uploads like all his clips and shit from his podcast on YouTube. Um, he was talking about, they were talking about the Mayan pyramids. Um, I think, I think it's called Teo Tuwakan or something down in Mexico. I think it might be in Mexico. Oh, that's cool. But they said they're bigger than, I might be wrong. I might've interpreted some, but they said they're bigger than the pyramids in Egypt. Yeah. And they built something where it's like, there's this big pyramid, right? Yeah. It kind of, if you've ever heard of like Chichen Itza or something like that, that's the, that's the more common one. It's like this big pyramid. And then there's a big, like, there's like a moat, like dugout. And it's like straight out from the pyramid. And he said like the, the tour guy went down into this moat and like was talking at a regular voice and they were still up at the pyramid. He was like almost like 200 yards away and they could still hear him. What? That was just because his voice yeah. echoing off the, the, the walls and stuff. Well, like, they, like, built it in a certain way. I don't know how or how to even explain it. They couldn't even explain it. The dude couldn't even explain it. Where, like, it was just, it just amplified his voice insanely, they said. It was crazy. Crazy. They were so smart. Like, oh so God. smart. For the so smart. That they didn't have. They were pretty. Okay. How did they build the pyramids? Aliens. Oh, question mark. <laughs> it's it's got it. It's, no it's aliens. Yes. It's aliens. They're in the, they're in the hieroglyphics in Egypt. There's there's UFOs in the hieroglyphics in Egypt. There's like there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. No they say way. Mudslides? Are you kidding? Those big blocks. They're not gonna be able to push that up a mudslide. <laughs> Think of just what. 30 men, ugh, just manpowering it. It's got to be aliens. That, Marcellus, Marcellus, keep keep this on wraps because I want an expert on. I feel like that'd be an awesome conversation. We Ooh, I, I got you. I got you. Oh, my. That'd be so dope. We got to get Chris Vargas on the on the podcast. He'll explain it in brief details. Him or Trevor Matthew. Um, I don't know if you – have you guys heard of Gaia? It's kind of like Netflix. You ever heard of that? It's spelled G-A-I-A dot com. It well, they talk about they talk about the alien uh sightings, they talk about the pyramids, they talk about the Anunnaki, they talk about all that stuff. Gosh, you can go down a whole rabbit hole and, and find a lot of carrots down there. But how much of it? How much is it? It's like it's like same price as Netflix, I think like Ninety nine dollars a month or nine ninety nine, yeah, like ten dollars a month. Because you know they just censor all that shit on YouTube, so you can't even watch the real stuff anymore. Yeah, I know. Wow. Do y'all believe in alternate realities like different? Oh, like, oh we don't went there. You talking about like multiple dimensions and and yeah. all you that stuff? Ooh, alternate. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it one hundred percent, and I have a great story to back it up. Go for it. Okay, well, well, hold on. Let me ask, let me ask you this right before you go to the story. So, when we die, what do you do? You think we just go to another dimension, or or what? What do you think? Going to who death is it? Because because I am like I do believe in God, but I'm also a very logical person who likes facts and like statistics and like all of that. Mm-hmm. So I have my thoughts about where we go after we die or why religion like religion was made and like all of these things so like i'm not sure what i believe i have no clue what i believe right now yeah we'll just see when it happens but uh what was the story you about to say okay so last christmas i am on my way from my dad's house to my mom's house my parents are divorced and it was christmas eve and it was like 12 o'clock at night ish right and I'm driving on the highway and there's a median next to me, mm-hmm. like a pretty tall median. And all of a sudden I'm driving and this huge truck, I'm talking huge truck, huge headlights comes flying over from the other direction. So if, if I'm going this way, they're coming this way. Right. And the median mm-hmm. in between us, he comes flying over the median straight down on my car, like my front windshield. And the headlights are like so strong that I can't see anything. And he's going fast. We're on the highway. So he's going. He comes straight towards my windshield. And I just kind of like, I don't really remember exactly what happened, but I'm just kind of like swerved my car. And I pull over to the side of the highway 
like right, because I swerved and stopped, right? I look back and I'm freaking out. I'm having a panic attack because in my mind, I was like, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. Like, this is my death date. And I look back and the car is completely gone. Nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be found. There's no other cars on the road and there was a car next to me when it happened. I swear to you, I could not make this up. My grandparents didn't even believe me because they were like, Allie, if a car came flying at you over a median in the air, right? And you swerved off, that car was out of control and it would have hit something. It would have mm -hmm. gone off the street. It would have, you know, it would have been on the road. It would have crashed into something or another car because there were cars next to me. Gone, nothing. Like it never happened. And I just drive off. No car, no other car stopped. The car's gone. There's no accidents. There's no nothing. Like, come on. I believe that when something happens in your life that's not supposed to happen, or you're not supposed to die at that moment, or it's like a mistake in like your plan, that you can like jump into like a different reality or something. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. So, so you okay. think that was like a glitch in the matrix? Yeah, in the matrix. <laughs> Literally, I swear. I was like, am I hallucinating? Like, did that just happen? Like, it was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. Have y'all ever experienced something like that? Oh my gosh. No, not that crazy. I mean, I've had dreams and stuff crazy like that, but I, dang, that one, that's, that's, a, that's a crazy one. That's a crazy story it, right there. I say it was coming straight at me. Like, it was so close that I couldn't see because the headlights were so bright because it was right in front of me, like in the air. No. Oh my God. The only thing that I've experienced that is like, it's not alternate reality, but it's like maybe spirit world is like seeing ghosts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, um, I used at, at my house in Hewitt when I was younger, I used to see my great grandma all the time. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't want to get sentimental, but like, since we're on the topic, like that's, that's what I, I don't, I don't know. I, that's the only thing I've seen proof. I've seen videos on like what you're talking about yeah. and like, like granted there may be like YouTube videos, like edited and stuff, but I, I, I there's no reason for me not to believe what you're saying. You yeah. know, there's no, there's nothing that has shown me that it isn't real. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, like it was the most craziest experience of my life. And for a minute I thought I was going crazy because I was under a lot of stress that day. And sometimes they say like prolonged stress in your life can mm -hmm. like induce, you know, certain things like schizophrenic like hallucinations or like something like that. So I was literally going through all of this in my head. I was like, what, what's happening? Like, did I just hallucinate that? Like, is there something like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just so unbelievable. And, you know, for me, since I'm kind of like stuck in between my religion and like science, I, you know, it could have been an angel that saved mm -hmm. me. It could have been God watching out for me, or it could have been some crazy like matrix thing that people talk about, you know, like, I don't know. It's just weird. I don't yeah. know. They, they say life is a big hallucination. Like, man, I don't want to get into all that, but since we're kind of on the topic, you know, like my dad passed away uh, September the 5th, 2019, and my sister, she, she sees him all the time. I haven't seen my dad yet. Yeah. Like, what did she I'm, say? Like, how? She, just, she said one day he came to her in a white robe and was just like, uh, I, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. You know, basically saying he's good, like, don't worry. Like, he's by his, by his side, stuff like that. And then my sister said yesterday that when my dad passed away, he was on, like, all right, so when you go in the hospital and somebody's like on the deathbed, you know, okay, let me tell you the whole story about my dad passed away. So, all right, so back September 5th, my dad passed away. Um, I, I was at the gym. My stepmom called me. I was on the treadmill and I was, you know, running the treadmill. My stepmom called me. Every time she calls me, it's because something's going on with my dad. My dad done went out, got in a car crash. He done left home. She wondering where he's at or, or something like that. It's never because she's worried about me, honestly. I mean, me and her didn't even like each other. Meanwhile, anyway, she called me. And like, I didn't even want to answer. And like, like my phone just answered itself. I know I didn't press this green button on my iPhone. Anyway, she called me. She's like, Marcellus, Marcellus. I'm like, oh, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. She's like, your dad passed away. I went, oh, my God. And she's like, your sister ain't answering either. I said, oh, damn, where is they at? So I took off. I got out. I got off the treadmill. 
I took off uh, out of the gym, got my gym back, got in the car, started driving fast as hell on the main highway, went to my sister's house because she had an apartment in front of my, like hers was like the front of the building, mine was behind the building. So I went over there to uh, her door, knocked on the door. And um, as soon as she opened the door up, I started, I started like tears rolling down my eyes. And she was like, Marcellus, what? Like, I couldn't talk. Like, it was like my, my throat. Like, I just, I was like, Dad, uh, I was like, Daddy passed away. She's like, no, you lying. No, you lying. She started crying and stuff. She started getting her stuff. So she was like, where is he at? Where is that? She started, she called my stepmom and they said he's at the hospital. My sister's going fast as hell. She going through stop signs, stop lights. You know, we were just going crazy. And all I, I remember, this shit was like, like a fucking movie. So we go in the hot, well, before we go in the hospital, we get in the parking lot. My aunt, she's there crying. I got my cousin there. He seemed like he was down. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? This shit seemed like a fucking movie. I, I go walking and you know how the automatic doors? All right, so we go through there. I'm just like, man, something don't feel right. So we go up to the desk and like, we're here to get, see Gary Scott. They're like, you can't come in right now. Uh, you got, you guys got to sit over there and wait. Um, you be able to go in later. So my uncle comes and Malia, my sister, my, that's her name, Malia. She was like, hey, there's Uncle Bullet. I said, oh, there is Uncle Bullet. So we went up to him and was like, hey, is, you know, my dad all, all right? And then uh, we told him, he was like, look, the lady ain't gonna let us in. He said, let, let them in, that's his kids, let them in. Oh, yeah. but then she opened up the doors. Yeah, I would have been like, you know, she opened up the doors and all I seen was like three or four nurses. They just all looked like they was in shock looking at us. And at the end of the hallway, just cops, cops standing there at the front of the dang door. Like before you go into the hospital, you know how like hospitals have like the little curtain or whatever, the curtain was closed. So we walk up, we go, I'm like, dang, just the, the whole vibe was just weird. And so I got up to the cop, we got near the cop and he was just like, so would you guys like to go in? My sister was like, <gasps> She didn't want to go in. I said, y'all go in. So he opened up the curtains. And all I seen was just a body laying on the on the bed, on the on the bed. I'm just like, my my other aunt or two of my aunts there. Um, the doctor was there, and another cop was at the uh, bed where my dad was at. And like we walked in there, and then the cop was like, Do you want to see him? And I was and I was just like, why not? I was like, all right. So he pulled the he pulled the curtain off. I don't want to call it a curtain, a sheet, whatever it was. Pulled it off my dad. All I seen was like a tube in his mouth. He was dead. I just fell out. Boom. I'm me and my sister. We cried. I was like, "What happened?" I was like, "What happened to him?" And then something just like came over me. Like, no, my dad got killed, bro. So I, I like something told me, and I, I walked to my aunt. I said, "If I found out when these cops killed my fucking dad, I'm gonna go off." And I whispered it to her, and like I walked out. Went outside and like I was sitting down, I'm like, damn, why, why? My uncle came up to me. He said, my uncle, he probably talks to me. Like my uncle's the type of person that he's just, he's like, hey, how you doing? Hello, goodbye. He comes to like get together and stuff like that. We ain't never had like deep conversations, but he always kept it real with me. He looked at me, he said, look, Marcellus, he said, look, I've lost my dad, I lost my brother. He said, I don't know what to tell you, but he said it's gonna be hard, but you're you gonna make it through this. And then he walked off. And I was just, damn, the whole vibe was just crazy. And then somebody uh, in my family, I can't remember exactly who it was, said that my dad was like, his spirit was standing there looking at us while we were crying. Like his spirit was there. But I, I didn't see my dad's spirit. But yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. What, so what happened? So uh, the whole story is, is the fact uh, they said that he was out in Cowan, Tennessee. They said he was acting. Uh, unruly he was drunk and acting crazy and the cops came but and they said that he called help for the ambulance you know I guess my my dad was maybe intoxicated whatever um and they said that he was acting out of control and they put him in the back of a cop car so if somebody's going through something and they call the ambulance you put him in the ambulance and they said they couldn't contain him so the cops came and they said he died on the way to the uh to the police department honestly uh, we come come to find out they have they put like uh, freaking barbed wires on my dad's wrist. They tied they hog tied him up and literally beat my dad to death, honestly. But we didn't we didn't get into the whole case and everything like that. But yeah, my dad got killed by the by the cops. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a crazy world, but. I just keep on moving every day, you know. I just, I just, I just keep on grinding and doing my best to just honor him by, by not, you know, going out here messing up, by going out here and creating a successful business, by going out here speaking and, and doing what my, my gift is, you know, and just living his legacy through myself, you know. Um, that's really all you can do. Mm -hmm.
But yeah, I mean, it's not it's not as tough as it may seem to, because um, I, I just knew I knew he would be straight because my dad used to he used to read the Bible a lot. Well, really spiritual man. Um, but but yeah, the, he was only forty seven. Yeah, forty seven years old. That's young to me. Honestly, I think that that's young really, to everyone, bro. Yeah, that's young. That's young. Yeah, that's young, man. That's why I respect you so much, my man. Like, like I, I don't want to sound like that guy, but I can't even imagine losing my dad. And you're out here like honoring your dad. Like you're you're killing it every single day. You're working your ass off. Like you're doing it in his honor. And I mean, like, I respect the shit out of that. Like you're 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 doing everything for him. Like. I can't, I don't even know what I would do. Right. Like I, I remember, I remember like when you came into our team chat and, and told and told people that and kind of let, let the whole family know, like, I honestly, like I've, I only know you, I only knew you for maybe like half a year. And then the guy realized like how much, how much you like, it hurt you a hundred percent, how much it hurt you, but then how much you used it right away as fuel and as, as drive and as motivation for, for what you're doing. And I instantly like endless respect. I will never have, never have no respect for you. You have gained my respect eternally because of that. Like, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine what you guys went through, what your family went through and everything. So mad respect to you, man. Yeah, Yeah, man. I mean, you know, things happen, bro. Like, uh, you know, it's part of life, you know, uh, only, the only thing that I, I really worry about is just literally like my brother, like, you know, him and being in prison and stuff, but he's about to get out of here soon. Um, I, I know it hurt him really bad, you know, not being able to get out, see him go to, to uh, the funeral. And uh, I remember at the funeral, I wrote a note, put it in his casket before they closed it and everything like that. And every day I just live by it, you know, I, I, every, what I said in that note, I, I'm going to stand by it until, until, I, until I'm dead, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah. That's amazing. Yep. And I respect you so much. Cause I feel like I would just be whew, a mess. I'd be so angry at the world. You know what I mean? And just to see you here doing so good and being positive and just all, it's just amazing, honestly. Yeah. Well, all right, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. like, <laughs> okay. So. We gotta like laugh or something else. We got, <laughs> like, we got like six minutes left in the podcast. Sorry, sorry about that. The audience, I don't want y'all guys to feel bad or sad. I just want you guys to like, you know what I'm saying? Something happens to your life. Get up, dust yourself off. You know, life is gonna keep going on. And then, you know, death is just it's something we cannot get away from. We all life is the most riskiest thing ever because none of us getting out alive. We might as well enjoy while we can. Hold on, I wish we Ali, I wish you had a song you could play for us right now, but I guess you can't you can't put nothing out on the podcast because the management and all that stuff. So we don't want to, you know, restrict the guidelines of whatever you got going on. But is there anything if you want to say? Stricter than I would be. If it were like completely up to me, I would be like, yeah, let's listen to all of them. <laughs> How many songs do you think you have like locked up in the chamber? You know, ready to drop. Ready? Well, okay. None of them are ready to drop. You know what I mean? So I have probably about 35, 40 songs, but okay. none of them are ready to drop because whenever we pick out the songs, we re-record it anyways, and we redo the whole thing. So, but I have I have a good amount of music. I have enough, enough to put out an album right now if I wanted to. Yeah, you got enough to drop out like three albums, an EP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One after another, boom, boom, boom. I can't wait to drop music though. Oh, I can't wait. What is like, honestly, like, oh, sorry for cutting you off. Oh, go. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's, what's like the main holdback when it comes to that stuff? Right. That's um, a good question. Yeah, that actually is a really good question. Cause I didn't even understand that a year and a half ago. Um, the main holdback is really just timing. Um, in my career, I want longevity. Mm-hmm. So instead of um, like rushing to dropping the music and rushing to putting myself out there and all of that, just kind of like developing who I want to be as an artist, what I want my music to sound like. I mean, my sound alone has changed so much in the past year. 
or like the songs that I'm writing have changed so much. So just figuring out, and I'm young, you know, like who I am, what I want to represent, what I'm going to do with my career, like all of that takes time to develop and get in order. And you want all of that to be together when you put yourself out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's really what it comes down to. And honestly, I'm grateful for the time that I've had with my team. Cause at first I was like, I just want to drop something. I just want to do it. But looking back on it, like definitely was the right thing to wait and just grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Marcellus, you were going to say something. Dang, I forgot what I was going to say. Did it pass your head? Yeah, it passed my head. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember what I was going to say. Okay, well, then I guess, I guess, dang. I mean, Allie, it was awesome having you on. Um, awesome. Thank awesome. So I mean, yeah, no problem. No problem. I mean, like I said in the beginning, I mean, it's a, another, another to add to the people I never thought we were going to have on our podcast. So, uh, so, uh, I mean, I got to give kudos to Marcellus because I think you and Marcellus connected first. So, so yeah, yeah, I mean, kudos to you guys kind of, I guess, coming to agreement to, to have you on, but yeah, it was awesome having you on listening to your story. Um, if you want to give like an, an ending shout out to your links, go for it. You have the floor, give yourself a shout out. Well, um, my Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of that is Allie Lynn, Allie with two Y's dot Lynn. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm, I have old music on Apple music and all that, but nothing's dropped yet. So go follow me on Instagram and TikTok and all of those good things to be updated on the process. Well, I mean, guys, you heard it here first, Allie Lynn again. Awesome. 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 Having you on. Um, guys down below, all her links will be there. At least the ones I could find. Now I'm going to add the ones that you said, um, all her links will be there. So go make sure you show support to her. Um, obviously if you heard her story, you like who she is. I mean, go, she, she's an awesome person. Awesome. Having you on go show support again. If you want to support triumph company and, and the TOD project, go to triumphcompany.us, buy some merch, buy some merch and, and, and at, at triumph company, and let us know that you support the team. Um, but again, again, this has been episode 15 of TOD project. Thank you for coming out and we will see you guys next time.